0: hallelujah Shall we listen to today's scriptures? Which is taken from Acts chapter 13 Verse 1 to 4 Acts 13 1 to 4 Acts chapter 13 verse 1 to 4. Shall we hear the word of God? now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets who spoke a new message of God to the people and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manen, who had been brought up with Herod Antipas, the Tetrarch, and Saul. And Saul. While they were serving the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then, after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them. In approval and dedication, and sent them on their first journey. Verse 4. So then, being set out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Hallelujah. Here ends the reading of his holy word. And the Holy Spirit said, the Holy Spirit speaks, hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit said, whilst they were fasting and praying, hallelujah. Today, the Lord has prepared one of our dynamic anointed young pastors to bring us the word. Pastor Cecil Dodu, the church administrator. He loves the Lord so much and he's going to preach to us. And the topic is, the Holy Spirit leads us. Hallelujah.
1: We thank God Almighty for the opportunity to come into his presence, hallelujah. And first of all, I want to thank the senior pastor of this church, hallelujah, Reverend Dr. Fred Digby. Let's appreciate our Father for this wonderful opportunity. He's been the vision bearer, running with a vision, I mean, to improve the church, to grow the church. And we thank God for his life. We also want to thank the associate pastors that are here. God bless you so much. Let's celebrate our pastors. We also want to celebrate our deacons. God bless you so much for the good work you are doing. And you want to also clap for yourself, for being here. You could have been at home. You could have been anywhere else. But this morning, you are in the presence of God. Shall we bow our heads as we pray? The topic is living by the Spirit. That's the theme for the year. I just want you to reflect on today's word that is coming and you are opening up your heart that the Holy Spirit indeed will speak to you. You are trusting that the word of the Lord shall come in clarity. You would have understanding and you'll be able to minister to you in the mighty name of Jesus shall we pray our father we thank you this morning for the privilege to be in your presence we thank you for the opportunity to hear your word we pray that may your word come to make us better in the mighty name of jesus your word says that no one comes into your presence and leaves the same it's my prayer that lord will not, nobody will hear my voice but it will be the voice of the holy spirit in jesus mighty name we pray thanksgiving amen so the, the theme for the year is Living by the Spirit, hallelujah. And for the first quarter we are talking about celebrating the Spirit. Today we are ministering on leading the leading of the Spirit, or the Spirit leads us, hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit is dynamic, the Holy Spirit is a personality, hallelujah. The vision of CBC is a vibrant congregation impacting the world with the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is good that we, we remind ourselves of the vision. So that we always know where we are going the mission is to exhort god in worship to grow towards christian maturity and to reach out to the world with the gospel of jesus christ hallelujah so i have two quick questions that i want to ask you what is your relationship with the holy spirit how does the holy spirit speak to you on a daily basis how do you respond to the leading of the holy spirit more often than not we hear believers say i was about to cross the road and something told me to go back. Hallelujah. In fact, last night, I, was, I usually like to pray on the park. So last night, I was praying somewhere. And my eyes were closed. As I was praying, it just got to a time, the Holy Spirit just told me to take a step back. When I took the step back, a motor just crossed just like that. And I was wondering, hey, is it that the guy didn't see that there was somebody standing there? So the Holy Spirit guides us on a daily basis. In our decision-making, in our thought process, there are many things that the Holy Spirit does. Hallelujah. And the topic is being led or to be led by the Holy Spirit. So the quick question is, or the definition, to be led. It means to cause a person to go with one by holding them by the hand or a halter. A halter is the rope, the, the rope that is tied around a horse, right, to guide them, or a rope while moving forward. The definition also is to be an example for others to follow. So the Bible talks in John chapter 16 verse 7. Jesus says something. He said, nevertheless, it is important that I go away from you. He said, because if I do not go, the Holy Spirit will not come. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. Hallelujah. So the Holy Spirit is a seal and a guarantee. Whenever you become a child of God, the Holy Spirit is a deposit in your life. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 14. The Holy Spirit is a deposit, it's a deposit guarantee that we will someday be joined together with the Father in eternity, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity, yet distinct from the Trinity, he's a teacher, he's a guide, he's a comforter and an intercessor, hallelujah. So you realize that there are times when you are going through some challenges. Times where you are going through some difficulties. Sometimes you don't even have the strength to pray. But you just feel a burden and you just begin to lift up your voice. And it's like there's somebody that is praying inside of you. Because the Bible says that we do not know how we ought to pray. But the Spirit shall pray with intercession. Hallelujah. With utterances that cannot be uttered with a mouth. Sometimes you are so burdened that you, you don't even have words to say. Sometimes you are going through some difficulties, you are going through some challenges, some financial burdens, and sometimes you just lie down like Hezekiah. You turn your face to the wall and you are wondering, God, remember me. God, remember me. Hallelujah. He's a Spirit of truth. So in John chapter 16, verse 13, it says, but when he, the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. He will tell you what is yet to come. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. In many aspects of our lives, the Holy Spirit is ready to speak to us. But how are we ready to listen to him? He possesses emotions. He possesses intellect. And the Holy Spirit has a will. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 30. He says, And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. And on a daily basis, many of us, how do we even respond to the Holy Spirit? I remember there was a time that I was undertaking a course, a master's program. Now, I had not really done much of finance. My background was land economy, property management, building construction, estate management, and land law. So, I started this program because I realized that I had some interest there. In the class, all my classmates were directors of Uh, financial they were directors of finance in their companies they were some of them were MDs some of them were chartered accountants some of them were ACCA qualified some of them even had more like more than three professional qualifications and I was sitting in this class in fact after the first lecture I said oh God I think I have made a mistake But I just remember something that the Holy Spirit is a teacher. Hallelujah. So that day, I just went to my prayer closet. And I began to pray. I said, Holy Spirit, give me the mind of finance. Give me the the, the mind to be able to understand things of finance. And ladies and gentlemen, from that time, sometimes I'll be sleeping and the Holy Spirit is just taking me to some of the, 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 the textbooks that I've read. Taking me to some of the pages. I'll be lying on my bed and the Holy Spirit is explaining. Hallelujah. And by the time I was graduating, I was the best student in my class. Hallelujah. I didn't have any financial background. And I was the second best graduating student. Hallelujah. Graduating with distinction. Because when you trust in the Holy Spirit, He's able to give you ideas. He's able to teach you. Hallelujah. The Bible says that the Spirit that you have received, He shall teach you unto all things. He shall teach you unto all things. And that is my approach. Sometimes when I meet people, they are talking about construction, the architects. And sometimes it's like, the Holy Spirit just whispers something to you. And when you begin to talk, they wonder that, "Ah, are you sure you didn't do architecture? Because ladies and gentlemen, the hand of God, through the Holy Spirit, can teach you unto all things. Or if you are excited, clap your hands and give God praise. So, the Bible says in Job chapter 32, verse 8, he said, There is a spirit in man, and the inspiration of the Almighty giving him understanding. Hallelujah. And so, for the young people here, some of you complain that Mass is difficult. I remember when I was in JSS, I wasn't doing well in Mass. Hallelujah. I'll confess in BC, I had about three in Mass. All the other subjects, I did very well. But when I went to the senior high school, I was praying. Hallelujah. And God led somebody my way. Some, one of my classmates, the guy just came to me. He said, I feel a strong burden to teach you. Hallelujah. So break time when everybody is playing basketball. This guy will be sitting by my side. And he'll be teaching me math. He took me all the way to my JSS. Mathematics. Simultaneous equations. And he was teaching me step by step, step by step, step by step. By the next term. I was the second in class in mathematics. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe the Holy Spirit sometimes may not come to you by the Spirit. But sometimes will come through by somebody, somebody you know. And when I sit back and I look back, I realize that every step of the way, God has made provision for the Holy Spirit. It's like wherever I get to, there is somebody standing there. Who is standing by the door, ready to usher me in. Because the Holy Spirit is manifesting. Hallelujah. So going back to the test for today the setting, it was a time of persecution the Bible talks about the fact that Stephen had been stoned it talks about the fact that James had been, been executed and when Herod realized that it was pleasing to the people he had Peter also arrested but Peter was in prison and the Bible says that the church was praying and as they were praying an angel was dispatched and Peter was miraculously rescued And it talks about the fact that in the midst of the persecution, the gospel was spreading among the Gentiles. It talks about the fact that even in Antioch, the gospel was spreading richly. And so the people, the apostles in Jerusalem, they heard that something is happening in Antioch. And so they sent, they called Barnabas. They said, Barnabas, we are calling you and we are dispatching you to Antioch. To go and investigate what is happening there. In fact, when Barnabas got there, he realized that the gospel was spreading. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit was flowing and ministering and spreading the gospel. So the Bible says that Barnabas, when he got there, after realizing what was going on, he went to Tarsus to go and look for a young man called Saul. And the Bible says that he extended a right hand of fellowship. Hallelujah. Sometimes when the Holy Spirit is, is ministering, we must be quick to identify where the the, the places where he's moving to. We must be quick to follow the leading of the Spirit. So the Bible says that when Barnabas extended a right hand of fellowship to Saul, he took him back to Antioch and they ministered there. They were preaching the gospel. They were building the church. And the Bible says that the believers were first called Christians in Antioch. Hallelujah. Because of the ministration of some of these people. So that was the setting. And it got to a time that the people of Tyre and Sidon, they offended Herod. So they came to appease him. And the Bible says that as Herod was standing there, in his royal robes, he gave a powerful speech. He did not give glory to God. So God struck him and he died. God struck him and he died. And the the Bible says that, and the gospel continued to increase. Because the power of the Spirit was ministering. So beyond all of these things, coming back to the verse... It says, Barnabas and Saul, they returned from their missionary work. Because after ministering in Antioch for so long... It says that there was famine in, the, in Jerusalem. So these two people, they said that, no, we cannot afford to be in our comfort zone. Hallelujah. Beloved, sometimes when we are in a place and you are feeling the power of the Holy Spirit, you can feel the presence of God. Sometimes we are so comfortable. But the Bible says that these two men, they moved to Jerusalem and they were carrying food. They were carrying provisions because we, they said we must go also to Jerusalem. We must move from our comfort zone. We must move move to the place where the Holy Spirit is moving to. And so as they went to Jerusalem, they finished their missionary work there. And they came back to Antioch. And the Bible says that in the midst of prayer and fasting, the Spirit of the Lord spoke. He said, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul. In other words, sometimes you can be doing a particular work for God. You may be serving as an usher. You may be serving as a chorister. You may be serving in a particular area of ministry. But sometimes God has made mighty plans for you. Hallelujah. If you can only follow the leading of the spirit, he will take you to where he's going to. And so the Bible says, uh, these two people they had been ministering. But he says, separate unto me, Barnabas and Saul. And I was asking myself, myself, Is it that all that they were doing, was it not enough? But it's talking about a higher level of commitment. Hallelujah. Because whatever you are doing in the house of God, God is faithful. Hallelujah. And he's a God of promotion. He says promotion comes from the North. It comes not from the North, nor the South, nor the East or the West. But promotion comes from the Lord. Hallelujah. So God was seeking to promote them. God was seeking to promote them. Somebody this morning, I've come to challenge you that there is a call for a higher level of commitment. There is a call for a higher level of passion. Hallelujah. There is a a call for a higher level of growth and increase. Because the Bible says that, and he gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be teachers. And he gave many, 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 many gifts. But there's one thing that we all need to take note. The period of separation. It says that after the Holy Spirit has spoken, the elders laid their hands on them. Ministered for them, ministered to them, and prayed for them, and then dispatched them hallelujah. And this is a key aspect because there are many people who feel gifted, especially for the young people, many people who have been anointed, many people who are manifesting certain gifts. It is not enough for you to believe in the gifts and feel that you are above everybody else. You must submit to the elders and to the pastors hallelujah. These people submitted, and it says that the elders laid their hands on them and they prayed for them. Several years ago, there was a young man in Calvary Baptist Church. I was then the youth president. This young man was very committed. Part of the prayer force. Part of evangelism. Everywhere we are going, His part. But it came a time that the young man felt that the anointing of God has come upon my life. And he said, I am stepping out. I am going to plant a church. I am going to start a church. And we're asking him all the questions. We said, so how, what is your plan? Have you, have you been to any kind of ministry training? Have you been through any kind of Bible uh, Bible school? He said, no. But I feel the power of God. I want to go and start a church. We're advising this young man. All the leaders, most of everyone was talking to him. In fact, within two months, he met a lady. He said, the Holy Spirit is telling me, this is the lady. This is the one that I'm supposed to marry. He didn't know the lady's background. This was a lady who claimed to be coming from Saudi Arabia. And had converted from Islam to be a believer. Everybody was talking to this young man. The elders were talking to him. But he said, oh no, the only voice I can hear is the voice of the Holy Spirit. So he left, printed calendars, started his ministry. We were there one day when the young man came. He was carrying a big stone. He said, in fact, you people said it, but I did not listen. He said, when I went, I thought that I was operating under the power of God. But I realized that I was lost, I was deceived. He said, sometimes I will wake up in the middle of the night and I'll see my wife holding a a knife, ready to stab me. He said, I became so confused at the point I wanted to end my life. Hallelujah. Because ladies and gentlemen, it is not only enough to have an anointing. You need to submit to the authority of the leaders. Hallelujah. You need to be ushered. You need to be guided. You need to be taught in the Word. The Bible talks about Timothy. And Paul was teaching Timothy. He said, oh, Timothy, do not lay hands suddenly on no man. He was teaching Timothy that Timothy is not enough to have a gift. It is not enough to have a certain level of anointing. You need to be taught in the Word. You need to know the doctrine. You need to know the Scripture. You need to be instant in season and out of season. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody slap your hands for Jesus. So it's not only about anointing. It's not only about anointing. The Bible talks about a time that the little someone was hearing the voice of God. And and, and he could hear, he could hear God calling him. The Bible says that in those times, the word of the Lord was absent. Nobody was hearing the word of the Lord. But this young man could have said that I am the only one who is anointed. After all, God is calling me by voice. But he still needed Eli. Hallelujah. Because Eli, when, he, when someone came to him, he said, when you go and the voice comes, this is what you say. Speak, master, for thy, thy servant heareth. So there is role for mentorship. There is role for guidance. There is room for leadership, hallelujah. The Bible talks about Zerubbabel. It says that Zerubbabel was a young man who was anointed. He was a governor who had been called to go and build the altar and the temple in Jerusalem. But when Zerubbabel got there, he thought that by his connection, his connection to the, the Syrian king, he could do it by himself. So the Bible says that even when he got there, people offered to help him, but he rejected their help. And he faced so much opposition that it came to a time that he could not even build the temple. So, for a period of 18 years, Zerubbabel gave up on the work. He realized that it is not by my own effort. Until such a time that the prophet Haggai and Zechariah, the word of the Lord came. He said, Who art thou, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain. He said, it is not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. In other words, if you can submit to the Spirit of the Lord, He will guide you and give you the blueprints. He will give you the ability to do what you have to do. Hallelujah. Somebody slap your hands and give God praise. And so we come back to Barnabas and to Elimas. The Bible says that after they had been commissioned and sent, They came to a place and when they came there, they realized that there was a proconsul, a governor of the area and the governor had an urgent desire to hear the word of God but there was a young man by name by Jesus, who had attached himself to the governor and he was preventing the word of God from coming to the governor. Ladies and gentlemen, in many places, in in our companies, in our nation, there are many places where People who are influenced by the enemy, they have attached themselves to leaders, they have attached themselves to government officials, they have t- attached themselves to parliamentarians and they are hindering the work of God. Sometimes God wants to influence these people in line of their policies. Look at how things are going in the recent past. How the nation, we've come under so much attack because of our refusal to accept LGBT, hallelujah. But if people like Elimas, they are attached to the presidency, they are attached to the parliamentarians, they are tied to the ministers, it means that a lot of these things will be happening. But the Bible says that they were led by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And when they got there, they realized that no, there is a demonic activity operating in this place. They spoke to Elimas. They said, today you shall become blind. Hallelujah. Because ladies and gentlemen, when you are walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, there is a power that is ministering. There is a power that is ready to deliver people. There is a power that is ready to deliberate people. Oh, slap your hands and give God praise. So that by the the power of the Holy Spirit, they were able to liberate the proconsul and they ministered the word of the Lord into him. Hallelujah. The Spirit leads us to obey God's word. The Spirit leads us to obey God's word. The Bible talks about a time where Peter, Philip, sorry, he had ministered in Samaria and he says that there was so much joy in the city and the word of the Lord came to him in the midst of the silence. He said, go by the way of the south, Sometimes the way God is leading us, it does not make sense. Look at somebody who has ministered powerfully in Samaria. Everybody is rejoicing. People are being healed. The sick are being re- restored. People are being raised from the dead. But the Holy Spirit is saying, leave this place and go by the way of the desert. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes God is leading us in a particular direction. Sometimes you may be comfortable in this auditorium. But God is saying that, why don't you join OEB mission? Why don't you help in growing the ministry over there? Sometimes we are so comfortable. But he said that, go by the way of the south. And it did not make sense. But as he was going, the Bible says that the Ethiopian Enoch was coming by that same road. And he was reading the Bible. He did not have understanding. that many people who are reading the word. The word, they are are looking, they are looking into the word on a daily basis. But they are lacking understanding. May the Holy Spirit guide us in the mighty name of Jesus to locate such people and be people of influence. And he said that he ministered the word unto him. He interpreted the scripture. And as they were going, the Ethiopian Enoch said something. He said, this is water. The man was so convicted by the spirit. He said, this is water. Please baptize me. Hallelujah. Oh, slap your hands and give God praise. In Acts chapter 16, verse 9, it talks about a time where Paul, it talks about a time where Paul wanted to, he wanted uh, Paul and Silas and Timothy, they wanted to go through the Asian churches, Galatia and all these other places. They wanted to check up on the churches. They felt that after planting the churches for so long, it is now time for us to go on a visitation to look after the welfare of these churches. How are they faring? But as they were going, the Bible says that in the middle of the night, the word of the Lord came to Paul. He said, come over to Macedonia. Come over to Macedonia. And ladies and gentlemen, when you look at church history, it was because of that come over to Macedonia that the gospel spread to Europe and the eastern part of the world. Hallelujah. And so we must be led by the Holy Spirit. In fact, that journey was one of the most difficult ones. Because they rebuked the little girl who was possessed by the Spirit. And they were cast into prison. They were lost. They were beaten. Many things happened unto them. But at the end of the, lo- the, end of the day, the glory still came to God. Hallelujah. It means that sometimes when you are being led by the Holy Spirit, there will be times of pain. There will be times where you feel like you are alone. There will be times where people will abandon you. But at the end of the day, the glory will come to God. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody clap your hands and give God praise. So the Holy Spirit leads us into the will of God for our lives. And many years ago, this is my own story. Some of these things when I share, it sounds funny now. But in those days, they were full of tears. I was supposed to have been a teaching assistant on campus after finishing my first degree. The head of department called us, about four or five of us. He said, you people have been chosen to be teaching assistants. And we're excited. And so, I mean, we, we were just preparing for national service. Two weeks to time. In fact, within that period also, I met a young lady that I, I... I mean, I met her beloved, hallelujah. And I thought that this is the lady that is going to be my life partner. Very young, very gifted, very intelligent. In fact, she and I, we were going, we were evangelizing. There were times that we'll go for gospel tracts and we'll be sharing it. And this lady was coming to first year. I was leaving campus. So I thought, oh, in fact, coming back as a TA, it would be a good opportunity to continue the work of the ministry, Hallelujah two weeks to my posting, I was there when the head of department called me. He said, Cecil, I'm sorry, I have some bad news. He said, in fact, it is my fault. I should have submitted the names way earlier and followed up. But recently when I followed up, I realized that other departments have taken more than enough people. Some have seven people. Some have nine people. So I've been forced to cut down my number to three. Oh! And so when they do the order of merit, hallelujah, <laughs> some of us are like five. And so automatically we needed to pave way for the, the first three to go. So I was waiting, pray, praying God, hey, what is going to happen? And within, a, uh, within, a, within two weeks the postings came. I had been posted to a village somewhere. Hey. And so I was so disturbed. I was wondering, God, after all these promises you are posting me oh what am i even going to do there but i just had a strong prompting in my spirit that just you just go and look at the place so i told Pastor Faisal and some of my other friends i went there when i went i said oh god how can i survive in this place there's no light no water how can i survive in this area and so i was that, that day when i was standing there lo and behold the circuit supervisor was just passing by driving this boat. He said, young man, where are you coming from? I said, Accra. He said, oh, this village, there's no light. I'll post you within the district. Hallelujah. And the man posted me to another place within the district. Now, I was there. Lo and behold, I didn't know the plans that God had for my life. And so I went. I finally decided I went. And as I was there, one of the nights, as I was fasting and praying, one of the nights where I was lying on my bed, just about to sleep, a voice spoke from the wall. He mentioned the name of the lady. He said, this lady is not your wife. And I was wondering, ah, maybe it's my mind that is talking to me. Hallelujah. Because sometimes when the Holy Spirit is speaking to us and we are not pleased about what he's saying, we begin to rebuke it. We are saying, oh no, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. But I was lying on the bed. The voice came again. He said, this lady is not your wife. Hey, And meanwhile, we have a friendly relationship. Everything is going on well. So I said, oh, let me just wait and see. Lo and behold, on the third day, the lady called me. She said, I I think we should give ourselves some space. (laughs) Hallelujah. She said, I I want to concentrate on my studies. I think we should give ourselves some space. And then I understood what the Holy Spirit was saying. In fact, at that time, I was so disappointed. But I said, God, let your will prevail. In In those days, ladies and gentlemen... I met some people within that area, in the village. We were organizing crusades all night. Two of us, only two of us. A whole village organizing crusades. Look at the fact that today, some of us, we have instruments. You can be preaching and they are playing the keyboard. In some of those places, it's dry ground. Hallelujah. You will be praying, inviting the people. They will not come. They will wait till you are prayed and your voice is gone. Around 1 a.m., 2 a.m., that is when you see that they are coming. Hallelujah. But I understood that God was... Ushering me into something. Hallelujah. I didn't know that God was preparing me for the ministry. I didn't know that God had plans for my life. I didn't know that God was ordering my steps into the path of ministry. In the mighty name of Jesus. How to be led by the Holy Spirit. One is through medica- meditation of the word of God. He said, when Jesus promised the apostles, he would send the Spirit to them. He said in John sixteen thirteen. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. Hallelujah. The word of God. Many of us, how have, we, how have we imbibed in the word? How have we meditated on the word? The Bible talks about the fact that how can a young man keep his way pure? He said, by meditating on your word. And for some of us today, it is just by the grace of God that you see us standing here. Because like I was sharing in restoration some time back, my first experience in the nightclub, was between Class 6 and JSS 1. Hallelujah. But I knew that there was something happening in my life. Whenever I come into contact with bad company, and I want to do the bad things, it's like there is a force that is blocking me. Hallelujah. And I, today when I look back, I know that it is the Word of God. Hallelujah. The Word that we are taught in Teen Chapel, the Word that we are taught in the children's service. And so you see evil, and you, there's something that is prompting you. In fact, in the senior high school, there was one guy that I met, one evening after prep, he said, Charlie, you have, I've heard about you from your previous school. He said, let's go and smoke some weed. Hallelujah. But I knew that there was something telling me, do not go with this guy. Hallelujah. And even many, many, many times, there'll be one experience after the other. But it's like, there the, is the word that is speaking to my life. Hallelujah. The word is saying, young man, have you not seen? Have you not heard? Is your hand not in the power of God? Are you not a child of God? Because the Bible says that any man that be in Christ, uh, you are a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. Oh, slap your hands and give God praise. Many, many, many times. I remember when I, I was, the day I sat in the bus to KNUSD. There was a pretty lady sitting by me. I didn't know her from anywhere. When we got down, the lady helped me carry my bag. And she said, oh, um, which hall are you going to? I said, Republic Hall. He said, can I have your number? I gave her my number. So I was there one day when the lady called me. And she said, are you busy? I just want to pass by. So I saw her and that was the end. But after some time, ladies and gentlemen, it's almost like the hordes of hell have been opened against me. The lady was pursuing me on campus. Hallelujah. Whenever I leave my room, my roommates tell me that your girlfriend came to look for you. And meanwhile, I don't know this girl from anywhere. Hallelujah. There was one day when Doom saw 2007 there about. The whole campus was dark and I had a call from this girl. And I said, oh, okay, hi, how are you doing? And she said, can you come to my hall? Africa hall. I said, ah. But there's light off everywhere. He said, oh, come to my hall. He said, I want to see you. I want to lie by you on the bed. I want to touch you. Ladies and gentlemen, the things that I'm telling you, is not a joke. The lady was pursuing me. And for me, I use it in another way. Rather than stay in my room and sleep, I was in the classroom studying 24 hours. Hallelujah. Because I was running away from something. Hallelujah. So the enemy has a way of coming after us. But it is the word of God that will sustain you. Hallelujah. It is the word of the Lord that will preserve you. For every young man here, there are things coming after you. LGBT and many other things are coming. The the gates of hell have been opened. How will you respond to these things? It is only by the word of God and by the leading of the Spirit that you overcome these things. Slap your hands and give God praise. So the Bible says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is profitable for doctrine for rebuke, for correction, and instruction unto righteousness. Hallelujah. The second one is through the inner witness, the voice of the Spirit. A young man came to me about two weeks ago. He said, I am confused. I was studying uh, marine biology, but I realized that I I don't have any interest in this area. I am confused. As it stands, I am so disturbed. When I wake up in the morning, I don't know what to do. And I prayed with him. I said, you are a child of God. You must learn to hear the voice of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Because the Holy Spirit is a guide. He's a teacher. He's like a GPS. Sometimes you are going somewhere. Look at the way you are driving. You don't know the area. But the the GPS is telling you, turn right. And even sometimes when you bypass it and you are going, it says turn right, turn right, turn right. Because the Holy Spirit is a guide. Hallelujah. He's trying to tell you that if only you can listen to my voice, I will take you where you are supposed to be. Someone slap your hands and give God praise. My time is very short. This is a story about a young man. About in the first week of January. The young man came to Calvary Baptist Church at Abraka. I was standing and he just came to touch me. He said, he's about 25 years. He said, I am an armed robber. I have not only robbed in Ghana and been successful. I am an international armed robber. He said, I have been in jail in Nigeria four times. In fact, on the last operation, One person was shot. One person was arrested. I was the only one that escaped. He said, I I am gifted. I speak about five different languages. I can speak Yoruba. He's a Ghanaian. I can speak French. I am gifted. Almost any language, I can understand it. He said, but there's something that was speaking to me. As the year was ending, there was a voice telling me, come to Calvary Baptist Church. He said, nobody invited me. When you look at this young man, very handsome young man. Hallelujah. He said, the Holy Spirit, he said, I was just hearing the voice, telling me to come to church. He said, when I came the first day, my plan was that after church, I'm going to sit in the bus and I go back to Nigeria. He said, my, my, my colleagues there, they are waiting for me because I am the one who has the plan. I have the blueprints. I can speak many languages. I have robbed in Cameroon. I have robbed in, in, in Burkina Faso. They are waiting for me. And I, I asked this young man, so what, has, what, what is it that you are, you are planning on doing? And I began to talk to him, counsel him, and I quickly referred, to him, referred him to one of our pastors. Today, the young man is being ministered to. Hallelujah. Because the voice of the Spirit is active in our day. Even people who are living wicked lives, there is a voice that is speaking to them. It's one of the ways by, we can, by which we can be led by the Spirit. If we can be attentive to hear the voice of God. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody slap your hands and give God praise. The third one is by being a doer of the word. By being a doer of the word. Involved in giving, evangelism, prayer, discipleship, and ministry. Hallelujah. Because the Bible says that faith without works is dead. I'll quickly touch on the, my time is up. I'll touch on one thing and then I'll be done. Several years ago, and this this word goes to people especially who are in a crisis. You are in a period where perhaps you have lost your job to COVID. Your relationship is broken down. You are going through a time of difficulty. And you are contemplating on suicide. Several years ago, a young man walked to Calvary Baptist Church after service. A lot of things happened after service. This young man said, I have been involved in Osu Children's Home Ministry. One time I was praying and God told me to go there. And the young man went there. He said that every Sunday I minister to the children. I am like a chaplain for the children. He said, it's got into a time where God is moving me to another ministry. And God in- instructed me specifically to come to Calvary Baptist Church. Hallelujah. So ladies and gentlemen, there are many mighty things that are happening in church. Sometimes you may not know. The young man walked to our church. It was around 2.30 p.m. By then, Pastor Kwesi was the youth pastor. And he came to talk to him. After they spoke, it was agreed that some of the executives should go with the young man. So that he goes to introduce us. whatever is happening there when we went there to verify what he has been doing the testimonies were remarkable he said i've gone to i've gotten to the point where i need to hand over this ministry and god is saying that i should hand over to somebody and for the executives at the time we agreed that we would take up this ministry so for almost three years every sunday we are going to a children's home preaching the word to the children ministering to them sometimes they'll say we are hungry we'll buy them food some of the christmas we organize christmas parties for them hallelujah There was a time that many of them, they came. They said, God bless you people for the work that you have done here. We got to the point where we wanted to commit suicide. Because although we were in the international schools, we thought that nobody loved us. We didn't have a mother. We didn't have a father. So most of us were contemplating on suicide. Hallelujah. Today as we speak, some of them have been signed on to international football clubs. Hallelujah. Some of them are bankers. Some of them are lawyers. Because that small seed that we, we, we sowed, hallelujah, God used it to minister to the children. Because that day we could have easily said that, oh, this one is somebody's ministry. I mean, we should just go away from it. But God used it to be a blessing unto the church. Hallelujah. And today, anybody that goes to Osu, Osu- Children's Home, if you talk about Calvary Baptist Church, they will salute you, hallelujah clap your hands and give God praise please show the picture hallelujah several years ago I was in a turning point going through so many difficulties, it's almost as though the, the gates of hell had been opened against me, I lost my job I was schooling. I didn't have the money to even pay the school fees. I was married with with a child. And in the midst of all the confusion, sometimes I don't even know what to do. There was one scripture that was ministering to me. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17. That though the fig tree does not bud, yet shall I praise him. Hallelujah. Ladies and gentlemen, sometimes that is all that it takes. That one scripture carried me for like three years. Going through difficulties. There were times that I knelt by the wall and wrote the date on the wall. And one time, after writing such, I moved to town. And as as I was moving, somewhere around Ridge, I just heard the Holy Spirit tell me, go this way. As I went there, I saw a tree, and I just plucked the leaves. I was believing that the leaves would turn to money, but it did not turn to money. I was highly disappointed. But I said, oh God, I believe that you are the creator of heaven and the earth. Hallelujah. You said that the cattle on the hill belongs to you. And so I began to pray, holding the leaves. I was saying, God, let this leaf tend to money. It didn't turn to money. But ladies and gentlemen, from that day, I'll be in my washroom and I'll hear my phone, my phone an SMS alert. When I check, mobile money, 300 Ghana cities When I check, mobile money, 500 Ghana cities, I cannot tell where it's coming from. Because it's not coming from somebody. It's coming from a merchant. And sometimes the name is Jinyami Enterprise. Hallelujah. The name is Adum Enterprise. When the money comes like that, I'll be waiting. Whether somebody will call me and say, Oh, sir, I've sent money to your number by mistake. Nobody will call. Hallelujah. And so within the midst of that crisis... God was providing on a daily basis. One of the days I was in the library reading. Just when I finished and I was leaving, it's like the the, the Holy Spirit just spoke. He said, sit down and write a book. And for two continuous weeks, I was in the library going home, coming, going home. And within that two weeks, I was able to finish the book. Hallelujah. And I tell you that by that leading of the Holy Spirit, by the sale and publication of the book, I made more than one year's salary. More than one year's salary, just within a, one month. Until such a time that the Holy Spirit said, don't sell the book again. So I was going around distributing it for free. Through that obedience, many doors opened. So you can see in the, in the picture, Professor Tukweokai. And when I meet this person, he'll say, ah, God bless you. Go and meet this other person. Through that experience, through that obedience of the voice of the Holy Spirit, many, many, many doors opened to me. Hallelujah. Many doors, even jobs. There was a time about four different employment offices from four different banks. And even in that mess, I said, Holy Spirit, help me choose. Because I was so confused. The Holy Spirit said, it is not these four. Hallelujah. And until such a time that another one came, somebody slap your hands and give God praise. So it means that if we can allow the power of the Holy Spirit, He will move in our lives. Hallelujah. Somebody just bow your heads down. Somebody just bow your heads down. I don't know what aspect of the message that hurts your heart. But one thing I know is that the voice of the Spirit is present in our day. The Holy Spirit is a guide. He was able to help me in that first relationship that He told me, this is not a person. In another time, I was driving... There was somebody in the car. He said, park the car. He said, this is the day. And I spoke. And today, that is the person that I'm married to. May the Holy Spirit speak to you every day. May your ears be open to the direction of the Holy Spirit. It's my prayer that on a daily basis, we can be in tune. We can be inclined to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you are here today. You have not given your life to Jesus. Maybe the voice of the Holy Spirit is not present in your life so every now and then you feel like you are entering into one mistake or the other but today if you can hear his voice he says do not harden your heart somebody if you are ready to give your life to Jesus this is a time for you to surrender you can lift up your right hand or you can quietly walk to the back our ashes are here our counselors are here they are ready to minister to you maybe it's a time for you to join this church you have been coming and going you you are not committed in one way or the other but the Holy Spirit is ready to receive you in the mighty name of Jesus. Anyone coming to Jesus this morning? Anyone ready to give your life to Jesus? Anyone ready to commit your ways to Him? Maybe you have been trying for so long in all your choices, in your decisions, in everything that you do, but it looks like you are, you are going through one crisis after the other. If you can submit to the voice of the Holy Spirit who guide you, In the mighty name of Jesus, anyone coming to Jesus, anyone coming to Jesus, God bless you. Please attend to the lady over there. God bless you. Anybody else coming? Anybody else coming? Can you please be on your feet? Can you please be on your feet? Oh no! Not everybody. I mean, those who are who want to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you for the lives of these ones who are coming to you this morning. We thank you, O God, that they've acknowledged that there is a vacuum in their lives and that they need to come to you. For your word says that anyone who opened the door, you come in and dine with him. We thank you for their lives. We pray that, Lord, may you... may you touch them in the name of Jesus. May you minister to anything, O God, any vacuum in their life. May you speak to them and may you touch their families in the name of Jesus. We thank and we bless you, O Lord, for all that you have done. We commit the rest of the congregation into your hands. Lord, people who are in a junction, O God, to make decisions, we pray that may you guide and instruct them. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. God bless you so much. Thank you very much.